Healing is learning how to reprogram your conditioning, challenge your belief system, and form new patterns for you to be able to respond rather than react. Hey there, you're listening to the Choosing to Heal podcast, where we ditch the small talk for real deep conversations about all that life has to offer. I'm your host, Monica Lee, and my goal is to share insights and tangible tips to help you maximize your potential and live a life full of intention and purpose. From mental, emotional, and physical wellness to relationships, faith, and business, the goal is always the same. We're choosing to heal, grow, and thrive each day. So grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and let's chat. Choosing to heal. What the heck does that mean, right? Healing has become such a buzzword. You know, I think the term is thrown around a lot. There's a lot of talk about inner work, inner child work. If you're someone that is like, okay, what the heck is that? There specifically, this episode is for you. I'm going to be walking you through the four steps of the healing process. We're also going to be talking about what it's like to stay stuck in patterns that aren't serving you and how if you choose to heal, you can transform the relationships that you have around you in the one that you have with yourself. It's easy to assume that only people who went through something traumatic need healing, right? Like, well, I haven't been in a car accident. I didn't lose a child, so I don't have trauma. I don't need to heal. Now, don't get me wrong. Those people have severe trauma and they definitely have a lot of work to do to heal. But you don't have to experience this huge trauma called big T trauma to benefit from healing. There are actually two different types of trauma. And most people assume that trauma is big T trauma, which I just described. But what is more common and what we all experience, nobody is exempt from it, is little T trauma. And that is the meaning that we create based on our life experiences. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you had a parent who is emotionally unavailable. As a child, you didn't feel seen, or maybe you tried to talk to them about your feelings and you were just punished and shut down for it. You weren't listened to, you weren't heard. And because of this, you learned coping skills to try to seek out that attachment. Your way of attempting to feel seen and be seen by your parent and heard is acting out because you've tried everything that you can to get them to listen and they're not. This is why a lot of teenagers act out hello, myself, because they've got a lot going on, you know, like lots of feelings, lots of hormones. And if your parent isn't emotionally available, our subconscious is going to go to extremes for that to happen. So you might have formed beliefs that if I don't act out, then my needs won't be met. Therefore, if I sit around and wait, nobody's going to notice me. Nobody's going to care for me. My feelings don't matter. And the only way to get someone to listen to my feelings is to make a scene, show them that I'm upset so they pay attention. That is going to be carried with you as an adult unless you choose to heal that trauma. So fast forward, now you're in a relationship. Let's say you want to connect and spend time with your partner tonight, but they've chosen to go in the other room to read a book after dinner. And instead of having a conversation like, hey, babe, do you want to go play a game? Your conditioning, because of how you grew up, is auto-programmed to jump to the belief caused by your childhood trauma that he must not care to spend time with me. He doesn't see that I want to spend time. He didn't consider what I want because my feelings don't matter. My feelings never matter. They've never mattered to anyone. 
And instead of telling him how this is making you feel, you start to pull away. You shut down, you stonewall. Maybe he walks by and you roll your eyes or you scoff because you're trying to get him to notice that you're upset so that he comes to you and says, hey, babe, what's wrong? Your subconscious believes that's the only way to get your feelings hurt. When in reality, there's an alternative, a much healthier way, which is to go to your partner and say, hey, love, I was really hoping to spend time together tonight. I'm feeling a little bit you know, needy. I, I would love some quality time. Or saying, hey, babe, when you went in the other room, it actually made me feel like you didn't want to spend time with me. Is that true? And that gives them the opportunity to say, oh, no, of course not, babe. That wasn't my intention at all. And so there are much healthier ways to interact in our daily life. This is just one tiny example. But because of what we believed when we were younger, our conditioning is stuck in these beliefs. And it is continuing to act out in the only way that it knows how to, because it's the only thing that worked as a kid. And what we need to do to heal is to update our nervous system, update our cells, our parts that are stuck in the past so that we can learn how to respond in healthier ways moving forward so that we can learn to respond and not react. Healing is learning how to reprogram your conditioning, challenge your belief system, and form new patterns for you to be able to respond rather than react. Wouldn't it be nice to not let our emotions run the show? Believe it or not, that actually can happen. It takes a lot of work. I'm still in the process. I still react a lot of the time out of my old conditioning. But if you start the practice of doing the four things I'm about to describe, slowly but surely, your life will begin to change. If that sounds great to you and you're like, okay, Monica, let's do it. How the heck do I start to heal? Don't worry, in this episode, I'm going to walk you through the four steps of the healing process. Let's dive in. Number one, awareness. You can't heal without first becoming aware. This is just like AA, right? What is the first step of AA? It is admitting that you have a problem because if you are blind to the fact that you have a problem, you're just going to go on being an alcoholic. So similarly, the first step of healing is becoming aware that you have acting out patterns and reactions that aren't serving you. You don't have to have it all figured out yet. This is step one, admitting that you have work to do. This is often what is referred to as an awakening. Like if you've ever heard someone like, oh, I'm going through an awakening or I went through an awakening, this is what it means to wake up, to become aware of yourself. Becoming aware means witnessing your thoughts and emotions rather than embodying them. What do I mean by that? If you feel really angry, rather than acting out of that anger and throwing things against the wall or giving your partner a silent treatment, you pause and you say, I notice that I'm angry. The feeling and emotion that I have right now is anger. And learning to pause. And I'm going to tell you what to do with that, but that is the first step is to Create some distance and some separation between the thoughts and the feelings that you have and your reaction and your behavior as a result of them to accountability. So as much as I would love to tell you that we have control over everything and as much as that would be awesome, we don't. 
We only have control over us, how we respond, how we react. We can't control how other people respond. We can't control someone else into healing. We can't control someone else into apologizing or any of that. We have to take accountability for our inner world. And this requires getting out of the victim mindset. This can be really hard because a lot of us have learned a victim mindset as a trauma response. Remember in the beginning, I was talking about how our subconscious creates these coping mechanisms. And so if you are someone who struggles with a victim mindset, most likely you have learned that that is the only way to have anyone validate your feelings and your experiences. The only way that someone says, oh gosh, I'm so sorry, is if you, if they pity you. Because in the past, you didn't have those emotional needs met. And so once your subconscious realized that, oh, this works, this is working to get that attention that we never had growing up. This is working. You're going to continue to have that victim mindset until you become aware of it and take accountability to change it. This is good news because it means we have the power to change. We aren't a victim anymore. We aren't a victim to our circumstances. Having a victim mindset is the belief that, well, my life is always going to be this way. or shoot, I can't be happy. I won't be loved until someone else loves me, until someone else makes me happy. That's depressing. That's not good news because it's completely reliant on other people. When we take accountability, we are empowering ourselves that no matter what, regardless of anyone else, we have the ability to change our life and our experience. Number three, analyze. This is the process of collecting data and facts. So I mentioned that when we develop awareness, we are witnessing our thoughts and emotions. In this step of the healing process, we are evaluating those thoughts and those feelings. So this is the pause before the reaction. It's not the time to form any judgments or make any meaning. Typically, we skip this step and we start to judge and create stories out of the thoughts that we think. So an example, let's say you see clothes on the floor. You just picked up the bedroom. You just did all the laundry, put it all away. You wake up the next morning, there's dirty clothes all over the floor. This would be the circumstance, okay? The data is there are clothes on the floor. Now, what we do from here is we typically create meaning from the information that we have. They must not care about us. That's so inconsiderate. He thinks I'm a maid, right? That's what we typically do when we haven't gone through the healing process. Now, I want to back up a little bit because there is this very key opportunity between collecting the data and jumping to making meaning. And that is when we form our thoughts about the situation. This is where we have the control and we have the power to claim what thoughts we want to think. Our nervous system and our subconscious is going to jump to the meaning that they are most familiar with. I'm not seen. It's all of those core beliefs that you adopted as a result of your childhood and your upbringing. So I'm not seen. I'm not heard. Nobody cares about me. And it is going to translate everything in your life through that filter, through that belief system. And from those thoughts, you're going to have feelings. So feelings are a result of the thoughts and the stories and the meaning that we create. 
So you're going to feel unconsidered, furious, disrespected. After the feelings are formed, after you start to feel unconsidered and furious and disrespected, you're going to react. You're going to take action. And naturally, you're going to maybe give him the silent treatment, call him and unload on him. Maybe you're scoffing just anything to show him how angry you are. And from those actions, there are consequences and the result, which is distance between the two of you. Now he's triggered. Now he's angry. Your anger towards him is now being filtered through his own trauma response. And that is going to perpetuate and maybe it turns into an argument that lasts all night. Does any of this sound familiar? Because it sure does to me. Now, I'm going to walk you through the same example, but we're only going to change one thing. And I want you to notice the difference in this outcome. And as you're listening to this, I hope you feel inspired because you're going to start to understand where you have that control and that power so that you can start to make change in your life literally after you are done with this episode. Okay, going back to the circumstances, the clothes are on the floor. This is where all the magic happens in the pause, the pause before you create your thought, before you create the meaning, before you start assuming that he doesn't care about you. And this is where number one, having the awareness comes into play because you're becoming aware that you are starting to believe this. You're becoming aware. I feel triggered right now. I'm starting to feel angry. So let me pause and remind myself, oh yeah, my common beliefs are that I'm not considered that nobody cares about me. Now, here's the part that changes everything is when you check the facts. What are some alternative reasons why these clothes might be on the floor? Other than the ones that I'm by default going to assume. Maybe he's stressed at work and has a lot on his mind and he just literally wasn't even present and aware of his actions. He was completely innocent. Maybe he didn't actually intentionally do this to hurt you. I mean, that's pretty reasonable, right? And it's so funny because if I was trying to intentionally hurt someone, oh yeah, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave my clothes on the ground. You know, it sounds so ridiculous, but believe it or not, the parts of ourselves actually believe that. So here's where we update those parts and we're like, okay, the reality is there might also be other reasons. It's making space for alternatives. Because if we, let's say we're going to choose to think, you know, I'm sure he wasn't meaning to hurt me. Maybe he just forgot about it. Now, this doesn't mean that you just get run over because there's a fear here. Your parts are afraid that like, if you don't get mad, then like he's going to always do this. The only way he's going to change is if he knows that this upsets me. And that's simply not the truth, by the way. Again, this came from experience. That's what my parts think. So from those thoughts, you choose to think, you know what? I'm sure there's another reason other than him trying to hurt me that this is happening. So the next step of the process is creating feeling. Now you're not going to feel so furious and disrespected. Maybe you start to have empathy for him curiosity. Your emotional blueprint is changed now. And because you have differing emotions, your actions and your response are going to be different. 
So rather than giving them the silent treatment, going off and acting out, your actions might be to go to him and say, hey, hon, you left the clothes on the ground again. Did you realize that you left the clothes on the ground? And he could say, yeah, I meant to. I hope it hurt you. Or he will more than likely say, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that I did. And here's the opportunity to make your request so that the parts of you who believe that this is going to keep happening unless they act out, no problem. Do you think that you could be a bit more mindful going forward? It makes me feel like you don't consider me when you leave the clothes on the ground. And if he's also doing his work, he would say, oh, like that makes sense why you would feel unconsidered because you guys have shared your past with each other. This is such a good opportunity to heal together because look, your partner is not perfect either. They're filtering everything through their own lens as well. So this is an opportunity to understand each other. When you share how it makes you feel, it's really important to speak from an I perspective rather than a you. So rather than saying, you know, you did this or you made me feel, nobody can make you feel anything. Did you know that this is part of the whole like accountability? Nobody can make you feel anything. Even if they do the most horrific, harmful thing, you are the one that chooses to make meaning and create feeling out of what happened. Rather than saying, you made me feel so inconsiderate, that is going to automatically put them on the defense. So instead, when you speak from an I perspective, I felt unconsidered when you did this. It gives them the ability to actually slow down and hear your experience. That's a really simple shift that you can make to have a huge impact. What are the results of this? Rather than you guys spending the rest of the night arguing over socks on the floor, you have more connection and more understanding for one another, more intimacy. This is how intimacy is created, by being vulnerable and sharing those thoughts underneath the surface. When we're angry and we're projecting or we're reacting because we're so upset, how could you leave the clothes on the floor? There's no vulnerability there. All that is is protection mode. So when we're going through this process from a place of healing, we are being vulnerable with those beliefs. All we're doing is letting our partner into the belief system that we've created and the feelings that are underneath that anger. Anytime there's anger, that is a reminder that, okay, if I'm angry, that means there's something else going on. What is this really about? That's your opportunity to pause and reflect. Something that's super helpful for this is journaling. I cannot do this in my head. You've got the circumstances, the thoughts, the feelings, the actions, and the result. So if you can go through this process, just like we did using this example, but with whatever the situation is for you, it is going to be a lot easier to have that second conversation after you have paused to journal about it. That's what I do. You know, I'm all about creating helpful resources for you to do this because I know how hard it is to break this down. Like it's so nuanced. So I created a journal prompt that will help you identify how you're feeling because that's a huge part of the process. It has a feelings wheel. So you don't have to think like, oh, I feel this way. You can literally look at the feelings wheel and pick out this is how I feel. It's super helpful, especially when you're feeling emotionally flooded. And it also has journal prompts to help you start to self-reflect and analyze, which is the whole step that we just went through. So next time you want to practice and do this real time, I highly recommend 
printing that out, having it on hand. I'll put the link in the description of this episode so you can go download it. Number four, the last step of the healing process is acting in alignment. This is the fantasy life where we respond rather than reacting out of emotion. This is the result of what happens when we take the time to journal, when we take the time to pause and say, maybe there's another way. Maybe there's another reason. Maybe what I think isn't the truth. Step three is the heavy lifting, right? There's a lot of analyzing going on. Step four is the, oh my gosh, my life feels different because I'm no longer acting out of these old patterns. This feels so unfamiliar and foreign, acting in alignment, because our nervous system will fight against what is unfamiliar. All it's used to is protecting you. It's used to protecting you in the way that has been your whole life. So when you start to make choices to act in alignment with knowing that she didn't mean to do this to hurt me, I really want to make this clear. Most likely, you're going to feel a lot of resistance. This is the part that I'm still struggling with and I'm still working through because you can feel that tension in your body. Your nervous system and all of your emotions, your patterns are built into your nervous system. So even though logically you may understand that he didn't do it to hurt me, you're still going to feel angry because your your body's still stuck in it. So acting in alignment isn't a choice you make when you feel ready. Acting in alignment is still making the choice to show up the way that you want to, regardless of how you feel. And that's going to be very uncomfortable because our parts are trying to create safety for us. They don't realize that it is safe. They're still afraid. They're still afraid that you're not going to get your needs met, that nobody's going to care, that he's not going to listen to your feelings. So this is the part where we have to parent our inner child and remind those scared parts that we're safe and that we're able to take care of ourselves. That was a lot. So let's go ahead and recap this so that we can wrap it all up in a pretty bow and you can move forward with an action plan. So number one is developing awareness. And you can practice this literally every day. It's as simple as deciding you're going to become aware of one thought a day. I'm going to separate myself. I notice I'm feeling angry. Okay, great. That is progress towards developing your self-awareness. Number two, accountability. Getting out of that victim mindset. Empowering ourselves to make change. Deciding today. I want to heal out of this. I am so tired of reacting this way. I am going to make change in step number three. When I analyze what's happening. And as I'm analyzing everything, I am going to pause before forming my thoughts, before forming any stories, making any meaning. And this is where you choose. This is where you can make that change. It's exciting. And number four, from there, you get to act in alignment. And this is where you start to become your more authentic self. This is where you start to heal. This is where you start to notice changing your relationships. You start to experience real safety, real connection, and real intimacy. I believe in you. This is big, big work. I'm proud of you for even listening to this episode. Just know that I'm doing it right alongside of you. It's never going to be perfect. Chances are you're going to slip back into your old patterns. But the most important part is that you're here, you're choosing to heal, and you're choosing to better yourself each and every day. 
Hey again, thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end, which makes you one of my favorite people. If you can think of anyone who would benefit from listening to this episode, it would mean the world if you'd either send it to them directly or share about it on social media. Ratings and reviews are the absolute best way you can support the podcast and keep the content coming. So make sure to subscribe and leave some love while you're at it. You can find me on all of the social platforms at Monica Lee blog and follow the podcast at choosing to heal. Thanks again. And I'll see you next time.